a left-wing poll meant to bring down Elon Musk on Twitter backfires in a big way. Harvard University graduates are almost exclusively left-wing radicals. Plus, former President Trump rallies against Liz Cheney in her home state. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. I want to take a special moment to recognize this day, the people who sacrificed so much for our freedom. At the end of the show, I'm going to get into Memorial Day a little bit more. But for now, we're going to start with the ongoing left-wing meltdown that's occurring over Elon Musk and his efforts to purchase Twitter. Left-wingers loved Elon Musk. After all, he was doing cool things like launching people into space, making electric cars, and smoking dubes. How could you not like this guy? He was a hero. But then everything changed. Elon's efforts to purchase Twitter sent shockwaves throughout the woke radical left. And why? Because the reason he said he wanted to purchase Twitter was to transform it from what it is currently not, a free speech platform in which opposing voices are not silenced. Those on the left said, hey, wait a second. You mean we can't censor conservatives anymore? We can't block, ban, and throttle them? Elon then stepped up his game and not only talked about free speech, but he started to blast the Democrats. He even said he used to vote for Democrats, but they have gone off the deep end. He's been having fun getting Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez all spun up as well, which of course drives her left-wing supporters crazy. Well, this past weekend, in an effort to stick it to Elon and support AOC, one left-winger had his Twitter plan backfire in a major way. First, Elon decided to post a poll to see which group his Twitter followers trusted the least. Politicians or those evil billionaires that AOC loves to rail against? The results weren't even close. Who do you trust less? Real question. The choices were politicians or billionaires. As you can see, the results are 75.7% for politicians and 24.3% for billionaires. So, right there, Musk took a nice shot at AOC and all the other leftists who love to bash billionaires. But he wasn't done yet. As a reply to that poll, Musk added this. AOC, I dare you to run the same poll with your followers. Boom. Musk threw down the challenge to see if AOC's own followers would trust politicians less or billionaires. Well, AOC didn't respond to the challenge, but a proud liberal Democrat who said he used to be a Trump supporter decided that he had AOC's back. David Wiseman decided to run his own poll, and here's how he started. Let's prove how phony the right's ridiculous polls are by doing one of our own. Who do you trust more, Elon Musk? or AOC. Oh man, Wiseman is really going to stick it to Elon Musk, right? Well, not exactly. Here's the results. After over 375,000 votes, Musk has 81.2% of the vote to 18.8% for AOC. Oops, that didn't go as planned. However, Wiseman did take it like a man and tweeted this. Not sure how this poll flipped, but I won't delete it and will take the L. 
The reaction from Wiseman's left-wing followers was just priceless. These poor folks are just out of their minds over Musk's unforgivable actions to promote free speech, and they just love AOC. Here's one example. My guess is that someone on Earth 2 retweeted it out so that the vote would end up skewed. I find it extremely difficult to believe that those of us that follow you would trust Elon over AOC. Oh no, not those Earth 2 trolls. For those of you who don't follow comics, Earth 2 is a reference to an alternate Earth filled with alternate versions of all of us. I guess only the right-wing people of Earth 2 voted. And then there's this one. Those results are effing depressing as blank. Why would anybody distrust AOC? She has zero history of being anything but direct and honest. Don't get this one at all. What can you even say? <laughs> but again, the left-wing radicals are in shock that Twitter might actually become a platform for free speech. That's the last thing anyone on the left wants, and these people will even attack one of their heroes, Elon Musk, in order to preserve their monopoly of ideas and voices. All right, next, let's see what kind of graduates are being churned out by America's most prestigious university. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on, that way you can follow the show and help us grow. Next, let's talk about Harvard University because we just saw how the left expects to have a monopoly on social media. Well, they also expect to have it in education too. In fact, now universities openly push a left-wing curriculum with leftist socialist professors, and guess what the result is? That's right, left-leaning new graduates who are ready to support the next big socialist movement. Harvard recently did a survey of its graduates, and the results are not surprising. Here's a story. A Harvard University student newspaper survey of graduating students found that only 6.4% of the people who responded have a conservative leaning after attending the private Ivy League institution. The survey, conducted by the Crimson, was emailed to all 1,269 graduating seniors and drew a nearly 40% response rate. It found that 4% of graduates from the class of 2022 lean conservative, and 2.4% lean very conservative. It also surveyed the students about what their politics were before attending Harvard and found that 7.1% of the graduating class identified as conservative before attending the college. This is just incredible. The incredibly small number of conservatives going to Harvard became even smaller upon graduation. What happened to diversity and inclusion? So, that's the conservatives. What about the liberals? Here's more. 40.7% of the students identified as progressive after attending Harvard compared to 44.7% prior to attending the college. 27.9% of graduating students identify as very progressive, which is an increase from the 20.9% who said they were very progressive prior to attending the college. 1.4% of the graduating students surveyed identify as apolitical, according to the student newspaper. 93% of graduating students surveyed hold an unfavorable view of former President Trump, according to the report. 51.8% of graduating students surveyed have a favorable view of President Biden compared to 30.1% who hold an unfavorable view. 
So on the liberal side, the percentage identifying as progressive actually dropped by the time the students graduated. Why? Because they moved from being progressive to very progressive. It's so one-sided and clearly does not reflect America in general. Joe Biden is hanging out in the mid-30s as far as his approval rating is concerned. And yet among Harvard graduates, a majority have a favorable view of him. Some other notable findings show that the majority of graduating seniors think that ICE should be defunded or abolished, and only 15% support Elon Musk's bid to buy Twitter. All right, next let's talk about former President Trump after a word from our sponsor. I want to tell you about my friends over at Worldfair. If you have a photo of your childhood home, your favorite travel spot, your hometown football stadium, whatever it is, Worldfair takes that photo and turns it into a hand-drawn work of art. These sketches make great gifts, moving announcement cards, invitations, and more. So many possibilities that Worldfair can do for you. And all you need is a photo. Just use the link in the description and use coupon code BOBBY13 for 10% off your next purchase. Okay, next let's talk about former President Trump, who was in Casper, Wyoming this past weekend for a Save America rally and to voice his support for Harriet Hageman, who is looking to defeat Liz Cheney for Wyoming's lone congressional seat. Trump definitely brought his energy and enthusiasm and his vision into this rally. And he had two main targets, Joe Biden and Liz Cheney. Here's Trump talking about Liz Cheney. The Cheneys have never met a war they didn't like. That's why Liz Cheney voted no on bringing our troops back home from Syria where they didn't even want to have us. She's the face of the Washington swamp and the same failed foreign policy of the Clintons, Bushes, the Obamas, the Bidens, and the entire sick political establishment. Trump also lashed out on the unprecedented scandal involving Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and of course, Hillary Clinton. And he managed to throw Liz Cheney in the mix as well. Liz Cheney has not said one word about the biggest scandal in political history, which is now finally being proven in court. Crooked Hillary Clinton and the Democrats spied on my campaign, and they spied on my White House. They spied on me when I was in the Oval Office. Could you imagine if a Republican got caught spying on President Biden? Trump blasted the Biden administration not only on high gas prices, but Biden's overall energy agenda, which seeks to cripple our economy, eliminate jobs, and hurt America's national security. We had $1.87 per gallon gasoline. Think of that. Now it's going to close to $9 today. That's like three massive tax increases. Energy independence, And soon we were going to be energy dominant. We were going to be bigger in a short period of time than Russia and Saudi Arabia combined much bigger. It was great stuff from Trump and Harriet Hageman's speech really got the crowd fired up as well. And by the way, a new poll just released the other day shows Hageman up by 30 points over Liz Cheney. Finally, on this Memorial Day, I'd like all of us to remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice so that we can be free. Freedom is something that many of us have simply taken for granted. We didn't realize how free we are until we see the left trying to take those freedoms away. 
We cannot disrespect the sacrifices made by countless Americans by not fighting for our freedom today. It's okay to love this country. It's okay to say that you are proud to be an American. Growing up when I did, there were so many movies that reinforced that sense of patriotism. It was America against the bad guys. Oh, and guess what? At the same time, we still learned about the Civil War, slavery, Jim Crow laws, the civil rights movement, and working for a better future. We learned all of that, and America was moving in the right direction. Now, children are literally taught to look at each other with suspicion, depending on the child's race. And students are taught to hate America. The founders had it right when they said, we are trying to establish a more perfect union. A more perfect union. That means, while remembering our past, we are always striving to do better. This is the exact opposite of the message we are hearing today from the left. They want you to believe that the great American experiment has failed so they can step in, take power, and exert control. Well, I believe America can see brighter days, but it will take all of us working together to achieve that goal. We owe it to all those who did make the ultimate sacrifice that their sacrifices were not in vain. They provided us the opportunity to build that more perfect union. The question is, what do we do with that opportunity? Do we fold or do we fight for this country and its future? Put me in the side of those ready to fight. All right, friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Friday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.